Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're discussing the trailers for King Richard, Dune, in our Movie of the Week, Jolt. Villa Lobos. You know what? Actually, let's back up for a second. Okay. How long? Like, how many years do you think we've been friends now? Uh, ballpark. We were probably about what sixteen, seventeen years old. Yeah. So something around there. Yeah. Yeah. So almost what? Almost twenty years. Almost twenty years now. A friendship. Twenty years. Twenty years. So. Why the hell was it yesterday I learned how to pronounce your last name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. So well, I have to. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's pronounced multiple ways by multiple different people. So. Yeah. But like 20 years of friendship, bro. Like we've, <laughs> we've been on vacation together. If we went on vacation together. <laughs> I should be able to get it right. So, so I mean, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm in the car, right? And we're meet, meeting you to go see Snake Eyes. And right. I'm, in, I'm in the car. And I want to tell you what my status was because I was at Top Golf with some buddies. Uh, fantastic times. So, oh, I, yeah. so I'm, I'm at the Starbucks line and I tell Siri on, in my car to call Javier Villa Lobos. <laughs> and Siri corrects me and says, calling Javier Via Lobos. I feel like she right. got louder when she said Via. It's like she was trying to correct you a little bit. Oh, like she was throwing attitude. she was throwing a little shade right there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I will not make that yeah. mistake moving forward. Yeah, you don't you don't really say the L's. It's just Via Lobos. And the messed up so, part on your end is you've never corrected me ever. 
Never ever corrected me. I mean, if somebody says the L's, it's not that big a deal. I mean, if it was somebody put like a G in there somewhere, then I'd be a little upset. <laughs> but if you say it, if you if you say it how it's spelled, it's fine. It's not that big a deal to me. And go ahead and, and tell our, our our listeners here who do not know what does Via Lobos mean? What does it stand for? What's the meaning behind it? It's basically like uh, town or village of wolves. I ain't messing with you and your family, bro. Y'all are just... <laughs> that just sounds scary right there. What, what's good about it is you can pronounce it how it's spelled. Yeah. And it's fine. Literally, I, I never understood people who couldn't pr- like pronounce it how it was spelled because it's literally spelled how it sounds. Yep. So it's whatever. Good deal. Good deal, <laughs> man. Well, let's talk about this. Uh, my last name, Smith, and this yeah. new trailer starring Will Smith... Oh, uh, King King Richard, you like that connect, right? You like that yeah, segue? That mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome, man. So we got this uh, Will Smith-led movie about Richard Williams, the father yeah. of the famous tennis stars Venus and Serena Williams. What are your thoughts, man? Talk to me. Uh, I've always liked Will, and you know he does these kind of movies where he really plays a different person than mm-hmm. himself. Uh, you got a lot of actors who can play themselves as different people, but Will a lot of times plays different people altogether. He, play, like he goes into not, that self, yeah. Yeah. And this is going to be another one like that where he's portraying uh, a whole different person and seems to be getting away from Will Smith, which he always does excellent in those roles, I think. Definitely. Just watching through the trailer, these girls, uh, who's at uh, uh, Sanaya Sidney and Demi uh, Singleton, mm-hmm. Venus and Serena, they look like they're going to have some pretty good chops in there, too. Dude, yeah. Maybe an underlying story about them. I mean, obviously, it's about them as well. But I think where it's going to be, it's about Richard, but I think it's going to kind of be everybody and everybody's story pieced together in this as well. I think so, man. So it's Will Smith, and this is his fourth time, I believe, being somebody like a real person. Right. Ali, the dude from Pursuit of Happiness, the dude from Concussion, Mm -hmm. and now this guy, Richard Williams, and... I mean, you know me with Will Smith, man. I'm definitely in the theater for anything that this man mm-hmm. does. And this is another one, right? Like, I like that he is balancing now as an older actor. It's not just yeah. he has to save the world, you know? Yeah. Well, we all saw Gemini. That was a Gemini man. Gemini man. You know, he <laughs> played both characters, both old and young. And that one didn't go so well. Yeah, it was that was definitely wild. So you know, turning <laughs> turning his his chops to something a little bit more more, more drama, more family focused, more the the love of of his girls mm-hmm. and making them literally the best tennis female players of all time is what he's doing. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much Will Smith knows about tennis, but the one thing I do know um, about this man is that he gets in depth when it comes to his roles. So yeah. he probably is like a tennis expert right now. <laughs> and that's going to shine on, on the screen. So, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. this is the reason why he was not in uh, the Suicide Squad sequel is because of this movie. They were filming at the same oh. time. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the exact reason why, or else he would have been in it. So, yeah. uh, this was a fantastic flick, man. Um, this is going to be a fantastic flick. Excuse me. I have not seen it yet. I don't have uh, backstage passage or... The trailer was fantastic, though. Yes. 
Thank you for saving me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already feel like you're watching the movie because that trailer was fantastic. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, in, engulfed into what's going on there. So <laughs> moving forward, man, we have uh, Dune. Oh, yeah. Uh, from uh, Denis Villanueva. If I pronounce his name correctly, I have no clue. But this guy is a fantastic director. He brings such a interesting style to the screen. Uh, what were your thoughts, man? Talk to me. Now, I haven't seen the uh, the original Dune. Same. In forever, like enough to where I can't even really remember it. So I don't know how they connect. I don't know if it's a remake or whatever kind of it, like a re imagining reboot situation as far as i could tell it's basically war fighting you know the same kind of concept as the one before right where they're after a certain drug only on this planet spice yeah that's what it was called spice and giant sandworms i don't i don't know if they but this cast though Oh, my God. Let's talk about this cast for a second, man. <laughs> I mean, there's six right off the bat that I don't even have to, you know, look who up who they are. Isaac uh, or Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Zendaya, and Jason Momoa. And, and you're forgetting the star, man. Timothy Shamalot, Shamalay. I'm butchering his name. I have no clue, yeah. right? But this guy is up and coming. You know, he's already shown mm-hmm. his chops. I think he's won a lot of awards already at a, at a young age. Uh, but he's leading this cast. Yeah. So let's go. Uh, just from going through the trailer, I mean, everything looked pretty badass, right? Fighting the uh, the scenes in there, the the landscape that they're showing, all this different stuff. It looks like it's been pretty badass. You know, the family dynamic, the taking over the throne, the mm-hmm. the military, you know, the, 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 the sci-fi alien military type thing going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm for it, man. I do have to do this, and I have to do this with every remake or reimagining. I have to watch the original first. Yeah. Which yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to do, and then I'm going to jump into this one, man. I can't. I can't go into it and not know because I want to compare, you know, I, I want to mm-hmm. be like, oh, that that's different. That's new. Oh, they did that, but they did it like this. So or th- yeah. the old one did it better. Like, I just want to be in the theater um, just thinking about all that while I'm enjoying the, this flick. So but before we move on a little further, you mentioned we went and saw Snake Eyes this weekend, right? <laughs> Henry Golding, that's sexy mofo, man. <laughs> God. I, 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 I think I said this in the theater. I don't know how <laughs> how a guy gets to be uh, very handsome and have an accent at the same time. Just ridiculous. I think it's just uncalled for. It's unfair just is uncalled. what it is, okay? <laughs> 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 it's really unfair, bro. So uh, uh, Now, that being said, I had a hard time with this movie. So I can pinpoint, <laughs> like... The one thing that just got on my nerves the whole movie. What was that? Every henchman that had a sword and just ran and screamed (laughs) and held the sword up as high as they could and just looked ridiculous and not in a good way. It was terrible. I hated that in every scene that came up. Yeah, yeah. These guys just ran, and it was like, I don't know, it was like a bunch of little toddlers running around. It was <laughs> with, ridiculous. With scissors I, I or something. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, my God, dude. Every time I, that popped up, I was ready to just punch something. It was the worst. 
man i so th- there was there was a few things and that no. that now that you're saying it I, I i see it now i remember it and i'm like yeah okay that's a little goofy but i really enjoyed watching henry golding's character like his oh, fight yeah. scenes those mm-hmm. were those were brutal those were intense like i think it's the mix of the shaky cam you know from like the born yeah. the born series kind of started the whole shaky cam thing in the fight scenes yeah. That was fun to watch, man. It felt like you were in that fight. You were right there next to him going through all of that. Now, what I did not like is the half-baked kind of sorcery that went on with it at at the end. I was like, "Ah, we didn't have to do that. I think up until, and spoiler alert right here, up until the uh, anaconda pit. <laughs> Up until the anaconda pit, where's, I mean, ice, where, where's ice cube when you need him, man? <laughs> <laughs> Up until the anaconda pit, it was like I was getting along with the movie. I was just kind of irked by, like I said, some of the some of the things they did. I mean, it, n- nothing seemed to like flow very, very well. It was kind of like mashed up scenes, kind of random stuff back and forth. And then when the Anacondas came out, I was like, okay, I kind of, I'm, I'm giving up right here. Checked out right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was still some good scenes after that, but it just, I don't know, just something about it just wasn't clicking together as a whole movie. Like, you had Henry Golding doing his thing. I mean, he was awesome. Yeah. He was my favorite character in the movie, obviously. My second favorite, though, was uh, Peter uh, Mensa as the Blind Master. Oh, badass. He was badass. awesome. But I mean, outside of that, it just nothing else really, really worked for me, man. Do you think we they should continue with a? Uh, this was like a GI Joe like reboot of the franchise. They're trying to get this off the ground. They try to make money like mm-hmm. they did with Transformers. Do you think they will continue, or this is gonna kill it? I don't know if it'll kill it, but for me, it kind of did. If they're gonna put movies together that are all kind of mushed up like this one was then it's not gonna go much further i feel like they took the and guys i trust you trust us we're gonna get into jolt (laughs) i feel like they took the mcu way where they started out with a fantastic character like they did with iron man put a a really charismatic character (laughs) in that role and let them lead and see where the story takes off bring in in some other gi joes and and cobra members and kind of see where this uh goes from from here kind of want to see henry golden as snake eyes again i kind of want to see world building what upsets me man is they base it off the box office and you're not going to do like mcu numbers unfortunately nobody's going to do that well, at this at this point in time now, you're definitely not. I mean, yeah. it's just not the same as it was a couple of years ago where the theater was packed out. I mean, we went and sat in the theater and there was like nobody there. And that's happened pretty much every time we went to the movie. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think which one did we go see? Was it uh, Fast and the Furious? Was that open tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, we saw that opening night. Yep, Thursday. And there was barely anybody in there for that one. Yeah. But no, I mean, like you said, I think I think a lot of it was that point of where it was like kind of grounded. It was about, you know, the culture of, of this clan. And then 
it started switching to being kind of ridiculous. And like you said, like the half-baked kind of sorcery and stuff like that. Yeah. They could have left that for, for something else, for another movie, and just really finished finish this thing out a little bit better. Maybe that, that I know that's exactly where I got lost. Was like I said, those, <laughs> those that anaconda pit. That was it. Giant, giant anacondas. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but anyways, I just irked me a little bit. I need to get a, get that off my chest. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to finally go ahead and jump into our movie of the week, Jolt. Uh, this movie was released this year, the great 2021. Hmm. Uh, this movie was directed by Tanya Wexler, written by Scott Washka. I probably butchered that, but... Whatever. I do. I do it all the time. <laughs> Probably going to do it here in a few minutes. So this was an Amazon Prime release, and I could not find any information about it right now. Mm. Even with Netflix, it's usually a few weeks out before we see anything if we do. And this one is starring Kate Beckinsale as Lindy Lewis, Bobby Cannavale as Detective Vickers, Laverne Cox as Detective Nevin. The Tooch. The Tooch. Let's go. As uh, Dr. Ivan uh, Munchen, Jai Courtney as Justin, David Bradley as Gareth, was it Fazell? Mm-hmm. Ori Pfeiffer as Della Cruz, Susan Sarandon as the woman with no name, apparently, is how she was. Introduced, not introduced. Credited. Credited. That's a good yeah. word. <laughs> it's credited, yeah. All right, all right, have uh like you so eloquently do every single week, sir, and we always appreciate it. Uh give us that quick synopsis. So this movie is about a lady with a little bit of anger issues, and she fights her way to finding out the killer of her three dates in boyfriend. <laughs> who, when you see this movie, apparently has the same uh godlike skill set as Nick Marshall <laughs> from What Women Want. Clearly, yes. From, yes. from the way she describes their relationship. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff, yeah. brother. <sighs> All right. Let's jump into the plot here, man. Um, yeah. So we got this lady, and it's almost like a first telling of her, her upbringing and, and her life, right? Uh, yeah. Narrated by uh, Susan Sar- Sarandon. Carmen had to tell me that because I thought it was Kate Beckinsale narrating her own life for a second. But I was wrong. But it's about her and kind of her anger issues and dealing with that all growing up. Yeah. Now she's an adult. She's an ex-bouncer and <laughs> trying to go out on dates. She's rocking this vest that kind of controls her anger. And she's she, also ex-military as well. She's also That's ex-military. Fun. Yes, yeah. yes. So, <laughs> you know, she might be a double O agent. Who knows, bro? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but after uh, her three-date boyfriend guy toy or whatever <laughs> is killed, it turns into like a whodunit. So first it's like, a, can she lead a normal life? Can she go out on dates? Can she have fun and be in love? And then it quickly yeah. turns into who the hell killed this guy? And she's out for truth and revenge. So, yeah, apparently this uh, guy changed her life after, you know, a fun night. Apparently all her issues that she had where she had to wear that vest were gone. 
because he right. banged, banged, bangity bang, a bang, bang, bangity bang. Jay Courtney banged, banged, bangity bang, a bang, bang, bangity bang. <laughs> yeah, she and she describes it in uh in very very detailed fashion to the tooch. Oh yeah. Movie theaters are back open, and I've been using my Regal Unlimited Pass to see literally everything on the planet. Uh, you know, I walked in there and ready to get my normal order, large popcorn and a large cherry Coke. One of the amazing crew members at the Starlight Cinema here in Charlotte stated they no longer carry Coke products, <laughs> but now only carry Pepsi products. All right, well... Regal, uh, there was one free promotion for you, so uh, just hit us up for the next one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but it, but anyways, uh, just curious about where you're going with the whole Coke-Pepsi situation. I mean, I get it. They now serve Pepsi, but they don't even have Wild Cherry Pepsi, man. That is literally my That's jam every time I go to the movies. Large popcorn, large cherry-flavored cola. It's just sad, and it's messing up my whole movie-going experience, man. <laughs> Javi, uh, this is really messing with me, man. What What is your go-to at the movie theater concessions? Uh, I stick with the large popcorn and usually go for root beer. Oh! There's, there's always a root beer. I mean, one brand or the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, a box. Don't. I don't want to have the uh, the bag, but a box of Sour Patch Kids if I'm Ooh. feeling adventurous that day. Nice, nice, nice. So interesting, right? And that's I'm not a real like sweets guy at the movie outside of my mm-hmm. cherry coke, but I had a buddy in college who would put Reese's Pieces <laughs> and M and M's in his popcorn and go to town. He said it was this this crazy mix of salt and sweet and chocolate and peanut butter. It's just it was just entirely too much stuff going on, and <laughs> I don't share popcorn with people anyway, unless you're my wife. So right. you know. So you wouldn't you didn't share that large number one combo if I'm ever uh, <laughs> uh, a little low in my pockets. No, okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, and as always, uh, we like to hear from our listeners as well and see uh, what you guys enjoy the theater. And you can contact us on our socials. Yeah, guys, you can always find us and communicate with us on Facebook at Movie in a Pod, and on Twitter and Instagram at Symbol Movie in a Pod. Let's jump into the characters uh, real quick. We got Kate Beckinsale as Lindy Lewis. You know, she's like we already said, she has this murderous anger management problem. She controls mm-hmm. with a uh, electroid vest uh, turned over to a site clinic very early on, kicked out of kicked out of school, joins the military, beats the shit out of her instructor, um, an ex an ex club <laughs> bouncer who enjoys photography and wants to kind of change her stars and live a very normal life. Uh, But it's very difficult for her because everybody that she gets in contact with, she wants to kill. 
She hates everybody, basically. She hates is what. everybody. The line where she goes, <laughs> when he was like, so, like, who do you hate? And she goes, yeah. you know, people who, like, breathe. Like, it would have been funnier if she would have said, literally, everybody. Anybody and everybody. Yeah. Like, I just hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, anybody who breathes and everything. It was still a good line there, so... She's basically just trying, like, every minute of her day is trying not to lose her shit and kill or harm somebody. Let's move over to uh, Bobby Carnival as uh, Detective Vickers, right? He's the lead detective. Well, one half of the lead detectives are working Mm -hmm. the case for Justin's death. And, you know, seems like a good guy. Um, Has a really soft heart for Lindy. Um, you know, and once again, I like this guy, Bobby Carnival. I want him Mm -hmm. want to see him in more stuff. He's just, he's just a great actor. Um, then his partner, Laverne Cox, detective Nevin, the badass, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You know, she thinks Lindy is actually the murder suspect in Justin's death and Mm -hmm. is, will stop at nothing to apprehend her. Uh, that was, that was kind of a fun dynamic between Vickers and, and Nevin, how they're trying to pursue Lindy through this, so that was kind of a fun, fun ride. Yeah, when they're uh, when she finally gets to Justin's apartment, and a- after he's he's been murdered, and she goes through evidence and finds where he lives, she's on the phone in the apartment with Detective Nevin <laughs> yeah. or uh, Detective Vickers, <laughs> and he's like, you know, I know where you're at. My partner's on the way up there. And then she just and she's like, what's she going to do? Come in here and shoot me? And the first thing she does is bust the door open and starts firing her gun at her. Yep. Yeah, man. So uh, some some good characters here. But let's talk mm-hmm. about the uh, man of the hour, man. Let's talk about the Tooch. <laughs> Dr. Ivan Munchian or whatever. Yeah. His office looks shitty. Yeah. It doesn't look like a regular doctor's office. Looked like a safe house. Yeah, it was super weird. But he's the guy who developed the vest, (laughs) the electronic vest that Lindy wears. And basically, he's using her as an experiment. Like, he, you can kind of tell that he wants to help her, but also, like, he's fed up with with her. Mm -hmm. And they have a kind of like an interesting, like, father daughter type relationship. It's kind of weird. But it's also also the Tooch, man. Who doesn't want that guy to be his dad, you know? (laughs) Yeah. True, that's true. Like I said, they got the weird relationship, but the whole time he he's kind of he feels kind of greasy. Yeah, there's something going on. He's not giving her everything he can to help her. Right, Mm -hmm. like he's trying to just see how much she can take on her own. uh, Trying to get her to like really take more accountability for herself and what's going on, and not doing everything he can to like i guess scientifically help her yeah right he wants her to diffuse everything on her own and it's not working because she's still you know smashing waitresses heads up against the walls and stuff (laughs) just just the one scene in the bathroom where like she you think she's gonna calm herself and like the the vest doesn't work (laughs) <laughs> and, and then she goes in there and like smack. But then like she, the way that she describes it to him afterwards is like, oh my god, she's yeah. just brutal. Let's talk about the perfect guy, right? Mm. Jay Courtney as as Justin, the man with the most game in the city. Apparently. Most game in the city to man, lock her down. Game. 
Um, you know, he, he, he he's an accountant uh, <laughs> that is dating Lindy. He's a sweet guy who likes Lindy, right? Yeah. The movie kind of tells you that he really likes her and knows that she she's kind of weird, kind of messed up, but wants to dive into that. You don't know why. Oh, yeah, he does. You know, but he, he definitely wants to dive in, kind of see, and they have this amazing romp and she kind of falls for him head over heels. Right. Yeah. She wakes up. He has coffee and, uh, you know, a, a pastry. She, yeah. They told she told him on the day that she like she wants to get into photography. So while she was out, he buys her a camera. Like a good one too, man. You know, been some good stuff. Some good stuff went on that night before. I mean, I mean, she told the two all about it. So <laughs> 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 this movie is very, uh, very filthy. Yeah, yeah. It's a very filthy movie. Uh, <laughs> in, in the scheme of of what's all going on during the whole movie, it's just a lot of a lot of filthy mouths, filthy words. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hilarious though. Let's jump over to the uh, sets here. I don't know what the hell city that they're in. Has that was that d- disclosed at all? I I don't know. No, it looked dirty. It looked very dirty. Yeah, just locations because they didn't do anything special to any of these sets. Exactly. It ain't yeah. like they were you know well lit up or even cleaned up most of the time. They look real grungy. <laughs> it was well, yeah, a real grungy, so, so grungy feel through the whole movie. You know when a movie's taking place in New York, or you know when a movie's taking place in L.A. or Chicago. Miami, you know, you you can just tell London or wherever. Right. You couldn't tell where the hell this movie was taking place at all. Um, they never stated it. It was anywhere USA, I guess. But you know, I I describe it as a grungy neo noir cyberpunk world, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It has that style where you know, just by looking at her walking through the city. There's some serious criminal underbelly that's going on throughout the entire city. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it's about. Hmm. But, um, you know, she's going to take us on this on this journey. So I just looked up real quick. It was filmed across England and Bulgaria. Oh, well, Bulgaria. Yeah, that just sounds dirty. I have no clue, guys. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening to this from B- Bulgaria, I bet your city... Or one of your cities? What's Bulgaria? Uh, I, county? I don't know. I'm not a country I'm not good with geography. Yeah, I'm not Michael Jordan. Not, um, yeah, I'm not not talking shit about Bulgaria. But if they filmed in Bulgaria, that shit looked disgusting. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was like I said, the lighting. You know, you you get a dark alleyway. It's gonna look grungy without. Yeah being well lit up no matter what yeah and i'm sure they picked some of the uh not the super gloss areas right super gloss let's go (laughs) it's like you know you're in the hood when there's no super gloss right there on on your banner (laughs) no man but like it 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 kept with the theme of the movie yeah 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 the 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 movie was low-key really grounded really her story Um, they didn't want to over gloss it. Right. So the music, you know, I don't want to spend too much time here. The music was there. I don't know yeah. about you, Hav, but like a lot of techno, a lot of European house music, uh, especially through the fight scenes, which was fun, but yeah, it kind of, it kind of went with like the set style, right? 
Right. Oh, yeah, I agree. It went with it very well. I mean, I don't have nothing good or bad to say about it, to be honest with you. It didn't overtake the movie. And whenever you were hearing and seeing kind of went together. For yeah. Me. Yeah. It didn't wow me, but like it just was like, oh, well, yeah, this when they do like the the, the lighted hues of like the greens and the blues and the technical mm-hmm. plan, like that just fits perfectly, man. Like if I'm yeah. in, if I'm ha- if I'm in like a, a rave or like a techno club, I want these hues of blue and green to be flashing <laughs> everywhere with this type of music. So. Uh, it, and that's it the that's the feeling. Yeah, that's the feeling the whole movie kind of gave. It's like grungy techno, right? With like, <laughs> if that's with, a thing. It's like a lot of high adrenaline throughout the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, jump over to themes. Um, I messed up my mic again, damn it. Um, <laughs> I always do that. Uh, <laughs> it's always so dramatic, too, when it happens. <laughs> That one was kind of chill, but most of the time yeah. I'm over here like, oh shit! Oh, <laughs> you guys can just tell how much we love this movie, right? Oh. <laughs> um, the theme that I take away from this man is uh, never look a gift horse in the mouth. I don't even know what that means. I heard it like on a, I heard it. One of my coworkers, one of my coworkers said it the other day. She's really Southern. I have no clue what that means, guys. I don't even know if it fits in with the movie. <laughs> she was the quote that you don't know what it means. <laughs> she tried to explain it to me for like 20 minutes, guys. I just oh, walked man. away. I said, oh, I said I'll have a phone call. There was no phone ringing in the office. <laughs> I just, I, I just couldn't. No, this movie oh, was just, this movie was just a ride, man. It's, it's a revenge flick as old as time, yeah. um, with some kind of twist and, and, and turns along the way. Um, as far as any kind of themes, just, I don't know, man. There wasn't much for I, this one. It was tough. I mean, it was pretty straightforward movie. There was nothing hidden behind it. I don't think. I mean. Like the director was trying, I think like the director and the writer was just trying to do like a high octane, Kate Beckinsale mm-hmm. led badass movie of a revenge flick. There's not really mo- much more out of it, right? It's not like nah. you're, you're watching like Inception or you're watching The Dark Knight or you're watching Interstellar or you're watching literally any Christopher Nolan movie, right? Because I keep naming them, right? Like that, right. <laughs> right? The, the, those are, <laughs> those have themes and those are trying to always tell something greater. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of Steven Spielberg movies do the same exact thing. This one, eh, not much. Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> All right, JV. So that's our uh, run through of Kate Beckinsale's 2021 Jolt. What were your thoughts, man? What do you rate this? I'm gonna rate it a two out of five. Yeah, it was a fun movie. I, I watched it from the from the beginning to the end, and it kept me intertwined. But you know what? We talked about the theme section. It didn't really have nothing uh, high level. You know, I could probably watch it a few more times, but it's. It's not a movie I'm going to go really bragging about to everybody. I'm like, oh, you got to watch this movie. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Two out of five for me, homie. What about you? This gets the uh, lustrous one bucket of popcorn for me, bro. I am not going back to the concession stands for this. Oh, no. I, I would never go back to I would never go to the theater and spend a bunch of money. <laughs> exactly. So, and honestly, I'm still kind of upset about Snake Eyes because that's what I did for that one. But that's a whole other, other thing. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sexy ass Henry Golden, but no. Um, 
Kate Kate Beckinsale is one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Ever since I saw her in Serendipity, I was like, this is like perfection right here. This woman can just act and she brings it on the screen. I loved her in all of the underworld movies. Mm-hmm. She always had these like one-off type of action movies as well that she, she was in, and I loved her in all of those. This one, I see what they were trying to do. I think a 93-minute movie trying to tell this type of story and world build, they just kind of mushed it all together, man. It just wasn't yeah. fun, and and it was like, yo, I want more. Can you explain this more? Can you dive a little bit into this? There were scenes that were uh, unnecessary there was a couple of characters like Della Croak who was really unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> right? We didn't even talk about him. Super unnecessary guy. Like for me, that was like the movie. It wasn't trying to be like a, a big, you know, scramble your brain situation. It was just a bunch of fight scenes put together, a bunch of high octane and those some end credits at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah. It's all it was. Yeah, and then, you know, it tries to leave you with something at the end doesn't really land well you're like uh eh, i'm good hard pass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah you know if you're, if you're on amazon prime and it pops up cool or you can watch the tomorrow war or you can watch without remorse yeah i mean we've already suggested those so yeah better movies than this all right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Jolt. Next week, we will be talking about the Idris Elba led The Suicide Squad. That is streaming on HBO Max, and you can catch this one in theaters. Highly recommend you guys do. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. J8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. 